Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Listia Stakes Day, BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and our guest, Brad McManus. We are teaming up to record episode 101 of the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast. It is just after 1.30 p.m. Thursday, the 4th of November. We've just watched the Thomas Magnum. Shout out to our friend, Mark Olmus. M.A. Olmus. Uh, Thomas Magnum win the first at Belmont Park. Very interesting to see Belmont racing in November, but uh, that is the world that we are living in at the moment. But um, congratulations, Mark. So uh, we have Belmont on today, Ascot Sunday, York Cup Day, historic York Cup at uh, this in the Avon Valley this Sunday. Very good. Uh, and before we go any further, Welcome home, Cleo Smith. That was a, amazing news that we all received yesterday. Congratulations to uh, the WA Police, everyone involved. That was just great news, very heartwarming. And all our thoughts go out to apprentice Hannah Fitzgerald, her family and friends. Hannah uh, currently remains in an induced coma after falling at Kalgoorlie last Saturday, so sending positivity, positivity to everyone connected to Hannah and the entire WA racing industry. Very yep. well said. Okay, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, city, meet, get out stakes, competition, and don't forget our not-so-new look, uh, Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind competition. We have the Greyhound guru, Callum Robson, taking on the carryover champ, I guess, we'll have to use the word <laughs> champ, the carryover pretender, uh, Kevin <laughs> Kevin Peterson, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, Kieran Evans. Uh, so looking forward to that battle, BJ. Very good. Betfair Edge, are we uh, back on air tomorrow? Yeah, we'll back happening? on air tomorrow. I uh, had CJP in on um, last week and told him to lead on kissing all four cheeks. <laughs> 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 um, we are. We're back on air with uh, Fitzy, who's finally out of quarantine. So looking forward to that tomorrow. Miles Fitzner. Miles Fitzner. Uh, and the, the written word. The written word, yeah, that'll be Kingston Town Day, and then that's it. <laughs> the written There's word. There's a certain amount of media stuff. I've, I've found my line, and that's that's probably one step too far this time around. But uh, no, I'm enjoying doing it while it's around. It's a nice time of the year to go a bit more in depth because three hours of the podcast isn't enough, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's it's all all very well received, Terry. I saw you got a bit of a pump up on uh, Twitter the other day. One of the readers commenting on uh, some of your your. Uh, your words, that was- Did they? Uh, yeah, did you oh, like that? I that. No, yeah. Usually frame all the tweets. Right? <laughs> there's, not, there's about three of them over the journey. So. <laughs> anyway, let's get into this, BJ. We've got an eight-metre rail position, um, 22 degrees. It's going to be southwesterly as it'll pick up, I think, as the Arvo progresses. So we saw a nine-metre pad midweek um, a month ago, a few weeks ago, uh, on a Wednesday, and it played um, majorly off pace. We saw horses like Cross Statement, uh, Native Chimes, horses that looked like they had races sewn up uh, who stopped late. I guess if we look at the Macanto form through that, that might not have been as pattern related, but it was definitely a good day to be off speed. So um, I'm wary. I'm wary that this might be another day with those southwesterlies picking up, that it might be a good day to potentially have cover, especially later in the day. Do you have any thoughts on that, Brad? Uh, use the early races to find out. That's yep. the way I like to play it. Yeah, yeah 100%. And even, I mean, earlier races, especially over the shorter journeys and the younger horses, it can be difficult to make ground. So if you see any indication that they are making ground then, it will just get a lot easier as the day goes on. Okay. Race one, the Magic Moons plate for the two-year-olds over the 1,100 metres. We've got Cloth numbers one, two, three, and four, all with race experience, five through 12, all debutants. To me, it does look like the race experience have the have a significant edge on all the debutants. Pretty keen to follow up on Snowdome, like this Colt on debut. 
sort of got buffeted at the start, wasn't able to hold up in front. Once it got crossed by, rev it up and had the stable mate pot shot on its outside, mm. it was always going to be hard to extract from that position. So Chris Parnham just had to wait and sort of bide his time to, to try and get out, but the bird had flown with a well-rated ride from Brad Parnham on rev it up. But I'm confident with a clean getaway, Snowdome can maybe hold up in front on this occasion and uh, and dictate from there. Um, yeah, I, I, I was... Pretty big snow dome last start and had the early price, so I felt a bit of grief watching it. But I've I've since seen the head on. I reckon it has chance um, to to win the race. It's actually one hundred percent clear when you get out. You watch it; it, did, it didn't hit the line that well, actually. If you say watch the head on, and, and I, I find it very difficult to not form that opinion. But I still have it on top here. It looks a nice race as BJ. So I think it will go to the top. Might be a better horse out in front as well. Um, you can probably straight away to put a line through. Rev it up. I thought Rev it up 100% deserved that victory. Like, it held it to the line really well. Yeah. Really, really, really well. Stewards report as well. What's that? I had to pull it up with the thumbs, didn't they? Who? Rev it up. Oh, it's it's pretty rare to win a race and pull up with the thumbs. Yeah, okay. I didn't actually even I just, that, I just so. thought it was the Snowdome yeah, on. Have you seen the head on? Yeah, I've seen it. I, think I thought Snowdome, was- if Snowdome should have should have won easily, I thought. You reckon? Yeah. I'm going to have to watch that again while we're recording. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Terry's side here. No, I, I, think, thought- I think the... I think- I've still done. T- I still think this is a really suitable race for it. I just watched that again because I I had a, a reasonable little dip at the early price, and I thought, oh, you know what? I reckon it just about had its chance. Chris was harsh on himself after he's interviewed for the fifth one, yeah. his fifth win. He actually said I should have had six. Um, I don't. I don't think it's late. I don't think it's late in the race. That was the the issue. I think it's. I think it's early in the race where it got where it got buffered oh, early yeah. and got crossed by. Rev it up. I think Rev it up's won by what a length on the line. Yeah, 0.9. I think if Snowdome holds up in front, I think Snowdome could have won by yeah. two, two and a half. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the best of the debutants? Have you done the trial form, Brad? What do you yeah, think? I have no choice, unfortunately. Yeah. To watch it. Um, so many of them trialed really well, but from back in the field, yeah. Which is, how do you, how do you do that? The, the eleven hundred is to the advantage, probably for the two year olds of those that can run on a bit. But um, that's a, a little query for the on paces there. But she mm. was some nice trialers. Um, Man Crush was a really good trial. Mr. Kova, very good trial. Yeah, I so, thought Street Parade's trials have been good too. Yeah, absolutely. It was um, that four hundred meter trial was smoking. I think Rusty might have done that just to give it a little bit of out of the gates practice because it was a little bit sluggish yeah, so in the, the first trial. The thousand meter trial was slow away, but mustered. But mm. in that four hundred, Sean McGrady bounced, and it went. It was straight onto it, wasn't it? Straight on the bunny. Whereas Oh, uh, McGrady suspended. O'Donnell hops on board for the debut on Saturday. So, McGrady um, missed a few good rides in the car, doesn't he? Yeah, sure. he's got a yeah. pretty costly twenty-four day suspension yep. out of uh, oh, twenty-four. Two, is it? Yeah, out of. So he missed the railway. He will miss the railway. Yeah, oh, yeah, because he got stiff, he got suspended in the eighteen hundred meter race aboard Outback Jack on Saturday, and then he got suspended eighteen hundred meter race on a frequent flyer fryer rather on Tuesday. Yeah, two okay. suspensions, twenty-four days total. So he will miss railway stakes now. <laughs> Yeah, that's not what you want. He's a good nick as well. Big yeah. race rider at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really fancy all that much. So I've got Snowdome on top, but I think $3 is more the right price. I think pot shots not impossible. Blinkers on, pikes on. It should just get a tuck in behind them. Um, yeah, I didn't think it, its run was much different to um, to, to Snowdome's last start, but uh, yeah, I suspect if you get your map and Snowdome gets to the top, I don't know if they'll be able to beat Snowdome, but uh, I, I was hoping that the price overreacted to the bad luck. That's sort of where I, the angle I was going, but I don't think it has. Like, yeah. I've still got it around that price. It's probably going to be good late money, but, um, yeah, no, not a race I'm keen on current prices. Okay. Brad, any last thoughts on the two-year-old race? None Thank, God, so it, thank God it's over. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Was there any, any movement this morning at all? Uh, nothing, not really. Nothing major report. A little bit of um, 
a little bit of what was it mug money on pot shot, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you went up seven bucks. What am I meant to do? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say it was cherry. Yeah, no, you didn't. No, no you didn't. No, race, exactly right. race two, tab touch. Better your bet, handicap. Uh, better your bet with tab touch. It is over the twelve hundred meters graduation handicap for the three year olds and Ponyo and Not Secret head the market with uh, on the quick backup. Both competed in the 1,000-minute three-year-old race behind the front bar at Ascot last Saturday. Terry, open us up on race two. Uh, I think the two horses that are on the seven-day backup will uh, dominate this race. Uh, if advanced to Johnny Gator, would have obviously expected good improvement. Went to the line under hands and heels last start, but I don't know, Pike, he's going to have to e- either find a spot or try and come from last, which, uh, yeah, both of them are very unlikely, I'd suggest. Um, look, Ponyo is going to be super popular, and I reckon, I think you went up 220, didn't you, Brad? Yeah. And I said earlier to you that I think that your price will probably be closer to – Story, yeah, I reckon, yeah, I reckon it will be absolutely, um, absolutely woolly woofed on um, on um, on Betfair late. But I've just got some concerns about the way that um, she, BJ, the way that uh, the way that she has been uh, oh, yes, jumping. Um, her last two jumps have been pretty ordinary, albeit in hotter speed races than this. But um, yeah, it's just about the simplicity in which Keshel gets to the breeze and how hard he has to work. And if he does have to work pretty hard, and Peter Naki, who's finding a little bit of form. The minute um, can get cover midfield and come at them late. Um, I reckon not secret can potentially grab it, but I mean the current market's two seventy versus four forty. I'm three bucks versus three eighty or something like that. Mm-hmm. So at this point in time, I'm not really interested in a bet, but I'm hoping for an over bet for one of the two, and I'm happy to dive into the other. I think Ponyo is going to be the one. Blinkers yep. on uh, the. I imagine the the ratings guys are going to find Ponyo uh, quite significantly, especially if yep. it can. Yeah, with the how uh, identical with the two runs of yeah. them, like they like, was just so even their micro splits were almost identical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, the quick backup rising to the twelve hundred. You think if Ponyo can step and, and breeze and, and sort of roll, that she's going to be p- control proceedings from there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the this maybe the blinkers might help just get her out of the machine cleaner. Um, but that is probably the big query in the race, and the fact that Advance has drawn ten. Really, do they just go back and take their medicine, or does Pikey try to ride a race? That's going to be an interesting query there. Brad, thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Ponyo. Um, two eighty is probably going to be enough to get me if yeah. that um, if that hangs around. I, I think you'll have overs by jump. Yeah, I don't think the um, I don't think you put a, an apprentice on to sit out the back and see what's happening. There might be a bit of intent here. I'm um, banking on and maybe even looking for the fence out in front. Mm-hmm. I'll have to see, like, from a like, if if I, I'm presuming, I'll probably end up on not secret because the market will go to Ponyo, and I'll just follow the drifter. So I'll be hoping that Chrissy Parnham kicks up in the ladies' event. My Marlena should be a leader, yeah. I think. But there's just one or two others that have the potential to kick up and 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 be a bit of a nuisance. And if, if they sprint together over the twelve hundred, um, especially with the apprentice on compared to the senior, I always think that, um, yeah, that that's where the trouble comes from. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I wouldn't get stuck in anyone backing Ponyo. It does look. Uh, Pretty hard to beat, especially from the brace. Yeah, coming out of yeah, round third and three old classic behind uh, behind Lewa first up. Um, yeah, and then her run the other day in, in that in a race where we thought they might they might might be a bit of speed in it actually turned out to be a very slow race. And so I think it was it, because Ponyo missed, missed it, it and it ended up at the front bar and the breeze. And I think they wanted to take a sit in the front bar. But so. Even ultimate command, you would have thought its best chance would have been sort of clicking along a bit of, more. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it was a funny funny little race that. But big um, run, Sean Casey's ain't no other man. Yeah, I think that's what you were semi keen, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, it was a big run. 
Very good. All right. So yeah, it looks like a ponyo, not secret type thing, and we're, we're expecting sort of for ponyo to maybe sharpen up odds-wise significantly from its current quote. I think it's around two seventy to eighty at the time of recording. So mm-hmm. I've never, I've just always remembered that initial trial by not secret against its array day, where I thought they sort of got to the line, sort of very, very similar. Um, yeah. What, obviously, what, there's been the whispers at the stable have a bit of an opinion, of yeah. course. So it's a. Um, yeah, good, good clash. It'll all come down to how easily Ponyo gets to the brace. Exactly. Race three, the Carbine Club of WA Apprentices Cup, 2,200 metres. We've got a couple of Cerise and White representatives here in pure devotion and reliable star. Um, t- Ten apprentices get to get to ride for the Apprentices Cup. Brad, what did you do when you released markets this morning and uh, what have you thought of how it's shaken out since? Yeah, it's interesting. I was very protective of... Bob's runners, as as you, I think you need to be when they're stepping up to the to the distance. Um, they they've also shown plenty of class in previous preps and and this prep. They're, they're both humming. So, had you seen when you'd done the markets the tactical announcement on accelerate? I had not. No, you still don't know. Yeah, they're on Oh, good. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, I, yeah. I'm not sure it's a horse that yeah, knows how to win. 100%. Oh, okay. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'll, let me double check that if I'm there on the source. Can, uh, can yeah, it, I'm pretty can sure it's what you're saying. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. It's one thing to say you're going to ride a horse cold, but with a horse let, you ride a cold. Well, it's a funny time to do it in the apprentices race because it's sort of when you'd want to just stay out the front and be out of trouble potentially. Trainer Demacolifers advice stewards that Accelerate will be ridden in an attempt to gain cover if possible. Big, big, uh, just throwing Christy Bennett under the bus a little right. bit. That's really what, isn't it? First yeah. ride on this horse and it's the, on a freewheeler and you're mm-hmm. saying, Christy, you just go out there and just find a little bit of cover if possible. Do you know who the big beneficiary <laughs> of that is? It's actually Final Chill because yeah. Final Chill is a horse that needs a slowish tempo, which I still don't know if you'll get because the apprentices probably won't go at a slow tempo, but there's a chance he's your only leader. It's a horse who's having its first go at the staying trip, so I won't want to go wild out in front. Um, but if they do, slacken it up. And, and from barrier 10, which is a perfect barrier for final chill, if Christy, uh, sorry, Victoria makes her move at the right time and, um, yeah, it brings it into it in sort of a silly way by trying to trying to nick the race. But, no, I saw Brad went up $1.95. I'm, I'm not that short because I always probably add a tax to every horse in the Apprentice's Cup. Mm. But, um, no, I'm, I, I think if, you, if Jet lets it all unfold in front of him and – um, and tries to have the last crack at him. I think it's got something on them pretty comfortably. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, I'm going to need something to bet. I'm going to need high twos, 280, 290 to probably have a bet. If I don't, that's okay. <laughs> that's that's okay. Yeah, pure devotion stands out from a, from a class point of view. I think we'll probably be talking about her in a couple of months' time. When Brad puts his future markets up. Well, yeah, very soon when Brad puts his future markets up and she might even be the one that uh, – Gets into one of those typical Bob mares that gets into the Perth Cup on the minimum, something like that, and is a real. I mean, obviously she competed in an Oaks and a, and a Derby. She's she's high class. Uh, I thought that Secret Pearl. <laughs> I've, been, I've been sort of banging the Secret Pearl drum for a while. Uh, if anything is going to knock off pure, pure devotion, it's probably going to be bad luck and maybe a, a masterful Lacta Ramoli Secret Pearl display. I think the draw is good. Back up to 2,200 metres, loves that journey at Ascot. Uh, rock hard fit, 
pure devotion mile to 22 that was a very soft mile it was just a walk and sprint mm. uh so was i watching that race next to you last week what's that because uh, i think i ended up backing it was i watching it next to you just yelling go get into oh, it yeah on so about the thousand even though he had the one one i wanted him just to go you talking and about roll into a secret pearl, oh, secret pearl. yeah so, i wanted him just to so your pure devotion pure devotion is the horse that is is coming off the slow mile tempo second up third up into a 22. her class will probably see her get over the line however if, if i can get Squeeze Super Pearl out a touch on Betfair later. That's going to get me, I think. I think she can get a good run. Uh, if they go wild out in front, there's a bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of a wild tempo. Lack does just going to be the most composed, I feel. And uh, he can keep his, keep his mare out of, out of strife. It turns into a slugging sort of staying match late. Um, race fitness, race hardness. I think Secret Pearl could... Um, could maybe cause a, a bit of an upset. Gloves are war, doesn't it? Mm. I think it just seems to be ridden that way. So should have should have beaten Roman Flirt two starts ago. Uh, but uh, yeah, pure devotion, obviously the, the class runner. But anything can really happen in these apprentice races. Yeah, this comes never down. never take unders <laughs> in the apprentice race. <laughs> Tell you what, it can be a uh, yeah, it can be difficult viewing. Shout out, shout out to your man. Uh, from Kalgoorlie, there's yeah. a chance. Well, just bought another horse with him on uh, <laughs> on Sunday. That was a good decision. Another one I'm Nick Carapalotti. So yeah, no, Nick Carapalotti brings uh, brings his finally gets his first run into town. Um, there's a chance one last week, I think, yeah. seven days ago. Mm. It's going really, really well. Did you ever run uh, on Tuesday? Or was I just uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I thought I heard Darren saying it was Nick Carapalotti's oh, first runner. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's going super. It's just I. It's Traditionally, we'll take them on first go. And I think it's Rosie Mahoney's first um, first ride uh, on a Sunday as well. Upwards Others is out. Just come through, just refresh. Okay. Chris, number 10, Upwards Others is a scratching. Okay. Race four, Dickies, Trees, Handicap, one Metro win graduation over the 1,600 metres. Speed, speed, speed engaged in this mile contest. Who do you think finds the top? Terry Layton? Oh, I'm pretty confident a big screen will quite comfortably find the top. Downtown Twain's a real sort of musterer to mm -hmm. get there, you know. Um, takes its time to get to the top. Uh, yeah, it looks uh, to race I'm pretty devoid of confidence in. I'm, I'm hoping that we get a real off-pace day and I'll probably have a throw at the stumps at a horse like Poulton Sands. I thought it was a better run than Speed Dream last time out. He's going to go around 450 and Poulton Sands will go around 20 to 1. Mm. Um, but I'm going to need a proper off-pace day, you know, where it's looking like you want to be sailing down the centre. Um, Paddy put that away late and it ran the second quickest last two to pure devotion. So I reckon that had a little bit more in the tank. Um, we've seen a few of those silks. Like, what, what are the other ones? Uh, obviously Poonamu. Um, but they've come over here and made an impact um, sailing down the centre of the track mm. for uh, for that ownership group. Um, but, yeah, it, it, look, Castillo de Lago Parks on them should be hard to beat. Uh, Secret Statue is a horse that needs a barrier in the tempo and it gets that here, so yep. Secret Statue is a major player. But, I mean, I really wanted to find Secret Statue. I'm just a bit concerned about the strength strength at the end of a mile. But uh, Grant Alana Williams, Bob Peters, I just – yeah, I was very tempted to, to go with Secret Statue on top. End up going with Castillo de Lago. Um, they unlocked him last start. and he They did. I don't reckon they, they didn't do anything last start. Interstates run second with the bar shoes on him. One of the biggest 
questionable races that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean, but it was he was thirty. I was upset watching that that the notification comes through two and a half <laughs> minutes before jump. Like honestly, well, if we know that, and then we know our idol's going to try and park as well. I think every man in their dog back is still at their lager if they're going to lead. Yeah, if we know they're leading, like, and it was just back before the announcement. Oh, it was. I, I'm not. I actually don't think anything underwater occurred. But how bad does it look? Mm. The series of events. Like, mm. Call again. Does, yeah, it call again. Good. It was cool again. Call again. Yeah. It just doesn't look good. The series yeah. of events to lead to that. Um, yeah. Anyway. 31 days between runs, Michael Lane stable. They've been adjusting to the new training regime, having to go to Collie with Bunbury out of action. So it's no surprise that the, the stable hasn't been keeping up, maintaining its high strike rate that it had last season when they had full access to their normal training facilities. But 31 days between run, found the front, was a gift, as Terry alluded to, but he, he won with a with a leg in the end to show that he's sort of he's sort of sort of back on on track and he's got ability. Uh, he can he can park behind big screen and uh, downtown Twain and sort of yeah, it's just going to get the run. I think. Yeah. Do you reckon he's? Because I went back through. Do you reckon he's as good a horseman? He doesn't get to lead. Maybe. Um, that's the that's the query because he he does from memory. I remember speaking to Krupp about this horse once when Kira had the ride and we were discussing how he can fight the jock a bit. Yeah. The speed in this should be suitable. That's, and, that and was the Chris shouldn't have game. to change direction or whatnot. But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I think you. I think it'd be better horse leading. But I guess if you're going to have to take a sit in a race with a lot of tempo, that's when you want to be taking a sit. But yeah, just a. I think he's just going to get sucked into it without having to break stride. If you know what I mean. Yep. But you're right. If he if he gets Secret bottled, Statue probably has his back. Yeah. Just about. If he bot- if he gets bottled uh, bottled up on a slow muddling tempo, then that's big trouble for Castillo de Lago. So, but yeah, I, I found this a bit of a sticky. I think speed, speed people are going to want to back speed dream as well. Um, Who did what, you go at Fabio, Brad? I could have had about five different. Um, I went at uh, Fabio Castillo del Lago. I'm um, very interested in speed dream, but uh, this is, I think, this is the day we find out whether the mile might be uh, either it's go or a bridge too far. And hundred percent, probably yeah. the day we'll find out. That's why I penalise it. But I mean, if you, yeah, again, I know the barriers are uh, as they are, but um, if you're ta- if you're thinking about taking four fifty five bucks speed dream, and you look at the last run against Paul and Sands, it was as I said, it was probably a be- it was a better run in in my mind, and should only get better um, with the second go in WA. So, gee, sometimes if you're looking at going, do I want to take four bucks Castillo with a sit? Do I want to take five bucks mm. about Secret Statue, who's just a battler, yeah. big screens deep into a campaign? Speed dream, we've got a query at the mile. Maybe this is a good race to try and find a little bit of value and, and that might come um, in the way of Port and Sands. So mm. I don't know. But they have to be making ground. If they're not making ground, I won't have a bet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tough race. You could. Yeah, we've gone Throw through about five, five or six of them. Even I've been impressed with downtown Twain as well. I think mm. this is if, – it might not be to, on Saturday for this horse, but even next prep could be a horse, downtown Twain. comes from that really good um, hand to belter family where they just win. Um, and they're just really strong uh, on-pace horses. So going to have a bit of fun with that horse. But, yeah, I think what Terry said is the right way to go. Watch races one, two, three, see what the patterns emerge from there and play play accordingly. You get that night. If it's a day where you want the sort of suck running behind them, then it should, the winner should be coming from Castillo or um, Secret Statue, Secret Statue yeah. to spec. So, yeah, good day. I reckon the whole day to be uh, assessing and, and getting stuck in. Race four, Brad, what's your final thoughts? Uh, I had... I had Speed Dream on top, but um, been queries now after. Well, the, we'll see. We'll see because you want to three back the fence. That I think that's the way the horse needs to be. It had to carry him into the race last start. I'm not sure that's its go. It was the first mm-hmm. one to go. I know it was yep. slow tempo, mm-hmm. but it was still the first one to go. Could um, often need the grounding run too. Yeah, the first go. It was 1,200 to a mile. Yep. Second up. This is going to be the genuine mile, and like mm. what you said, this is where we find out whether this is his go or whether. Uh, 
the stable has to bring him back to a 14. That first up run was too good to ignore. Secret plan, yep. yep. It certainly was, yes. It certainly was. All right, well, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. Mastermind 2.0, Kev, Kieran, Evans versus Callum Robson. All right, it's now time for the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition, BJ. That is correct, Guru. The Mundaring, it has been heart of the hills since 1899, located up on Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you're in the neighbourhood, drop in, have a chat to the publican in Butchie O'Connor. Uh, let him know you listen to the 1-1, feed, flutter, frothies, family atmosphere up there on Butchie's big deck. Goes off on the weekends, so uh, make sure that you support the great team up there at the Mundaring Hotel. Now, Terry, last week... We literally ran out of questions before mm. Kieran Evans That's eventually <laughs> he eventually prevailed over the carryover champ, Tommy Johnson. It was an absolute slugfest, that's for sure. This week, Kev, he squares off against his old mate, gun greyhound racing analyst, Callum Robson. Callum, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, Cal. It's good to have you on, mate. I'm uh, very excited that you've, uh, you've agreed to take on uh, Big Kev. I reckon anyone else you might have uh, shied from the challenge, but... I don't think we can use the word challenge here and uh, and uh, and feel comfortable with its use. But Cal uh, asked you before, how, how is your uh, thoroughbred knowledge? Um, I got your message before asking there to be all greyhound questions, but unfortunately we couldn't do that for you, buddy. But how's your uh, how's your thoroughbred knowledge compared to the greys? Well, compared to greyhounds, it'd be um, terrible. But uh, I did did like my grey uh, my horses back in the day, so. There might be a little sweet spot back in around the 2018 month that might be able to do something. But, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully the questions are all right and hopefully Kev puts in his performance he did last week. <laughs> so, Cal, you, were, you used to be a regular at the uh, Ascot and Belmont. Are you st- do you still get out there these days or is it all about the, uh, the dish liquors? Um, I, haven't, I haven't recently, no. Um, it's probably the first year in a while I haven't had actually got a membership. So um, I plan to get out there a few times. I've... Um, we've got a group of mates that always go out. So um, I haven't been out there recently, but um, I will be getting back out there soon. And uh, while, while we've got you on here, Kelly, you might as well give your, uh, your service. Give it, give it a pump up. Kellen Robson Greyhound Racing. What's like the printing money, I've been told. Yeah, free money. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we, we try our best. But, yeah, it's going well. Um, the service uh, provides tips basically Tuesday through to Sunday every night. Um, and... Yeah, it's going well. I think it's winning around about twenty percent, so uh, which is pretty good going, and a little bit less on bet their starting price, but um, that's probably a good sign. So yeah, if you are interested, bust to the brood at gmail dot com. There you go. Is there so greyhound so, racing six nights a six nights a week? Is there in WA? Uh, there, there is seven. I just I had I take a day off on Monday. What are we going to do on Mondays, Cal? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, what an effort! Uh, I know, I know. It's sort of you've been a recent switch to the, the the Greyhound code, but you've really dived in the deep end, and you're doing really well. So hats off to you, mate! Congratulations! But this is all about the gallops here, mate. So we're going to put you under pressure, put you to the test, and the man who's going to, well, he thinks he's going to put you to the sword is our carryover champion, mastermind himself, Kevin Evans. Kieran, welcome back. Thanks, guys. Thanks for. Uh Thanks for having me back on after last week's display. Yeah, it um, wasn't. I'm, yeah. Sorry, Kev. No, you keep going, Kev. I was just no, going to rip um, into you. I just couldn't wait. <laughs> yeah. No, I was I was going to say, I may as well get this off the bat. Um, so my performance last week was bad. Um, 
However, I don't think it was as worse as my assumption on Western Empire not coming back. Yeah. Um, you weren't the only one. Yeah, I think I got that one wrong. I think I got that one wrong. Well, I don't think you were alone there, mate. I think everyone had uh, the old kiss on top. And um, while tactics may not have suited, I think uh, we all had egg in our face. And uh, not often you see a, a sharp Cerise and White runner drift 220 to four bucks late the exchange. So uh, I still reckon your performance on the mastermind was worse than that, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> and a winning performance, very dearie, me. Yeah, some, yeah no, you, sometimes yeah. you just got to get the. What does this say for Tommy Johnston? Hey. Yeah, you just, just got to play ugly sometimes. You uh, just got to win ugly. Yeah, I reckon, uh, Tommy sounded like he had had a rough night last week. But uh, anyway, Kev got the chocolates in. Um, it was uh, one of our highest rating masterminds, believe it or not. Mm. So, <laughs> Cheery, man. we had six listeners. <laughs> Where do you want to? Did you, did you want to replay it? <laughs> oh. Mate, so you, re, you that was your second crack at the Mastermind. So yeah. you uh, you did get bundled out in uh, round one, but you, you bounced back to take the crown. Would you describe it as a dream come true to be the WA Racing Mastermind, Kev? Oh, look, it's something that I've, um, I have thought about in the past before, and it, it, it feels really good. Um, I would like to thank my family and friends for being there for me after mm. round one. All right, um, time to get started, right? And, um, <laughs> uh, very good. Kev, did you make it out to the races on Sunday or Tuesday? No, I didn't make it out to either day. Um, I had an event on Saturday and then Tuesday. I've done the, I got my final exam this afternoon, so oh, I've been luck. hard in the books. Good luck. Thank you. Good luck. All right. So hopefully you've been uh, you've been hard in the record books uh, as well for the Faritha and the Listia Stakes because we've got that kind of flavour leading into this Saturday's Ascot meeting. Boys, you, you know how to play the game. Your names are your buzzers. To be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. Challenger, are you ready? Ready. Mastermind, are you ready? Ready. Three, two, one. Okay, who am I? Uh, I'm an 11-year-old grey gelding who, like a fine wine, just seems to get better with age. I've had 100 career starts on the dot and have amassed a tick over $500,000 in prize money. Since and including the 2014-15 racing season, I have won one. I have won one, at least one race per season. I'll spit that out. While I've never won a listed race, I have won an Esperance Cup, an Albany Cup, and my most recent success was the 2020 York Cup. I've won 50. Kev. Kevin. Push and shake. <laughs> Over no, 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 okay, Over you, get the, you get the lot. Okay, I've won 15 of my 100 starts with Lisa Staples, my most winning jockey with four wins. I am trained by Ashley Maley. Callum. Callum, who am I? It's not Barry's rabbit, is it? Oh, dearie <laughs> me. Dearie, 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 dearie me. Oh, dearie me. This is going to be – we don't have enough questions again. Uh, we, we don't have enough questions. What was the correct answer to uh, The correct answer is uh, push to pass, one of my favourites. Last year's York Cup winner with the York Cup coming up. Oh. York Cup on Sunday. We thought it was topical, lads. but um, as, as they go past no. the base of Mount Bakewell, push yeah, to you pass. Got, you got the first four <laughs> letters right, though, Kev. That's something. And Callum – Deary, mate, this could be a long old Barry Barry's, yeah, Barry's rabbit. And the right colour, though. Yeah, right colour, right? Yeah. All right. 
Zero, zero. Next question. Like this is going to be a game of soccer. It's going to end nil all at 90 <laughs> minutes, I reckon. All right. Who ro- uh, next question, guys. Who rode the Velvet King to victory in the 2018 Faretha Stakes? Kev. Kev? It was Daniel State. Oh, oh very good. I've had a million to one for him to get that one. Well done, Kev. Wow, Kevin. You're impressive, buddy. Kev won. Cal yet to score. Next question. Barry's rabbit. Barry. Sorry, I'm just, <laughs> sorry, I just need a moment. Sorry, Cal. I'm just, I shouldn't be throwing you off in the middle of the comment. Just I'm coming back to Barry's rabbit. Wow. Okay, question two. All right. Three. I feel a bit sorry for Kelly. Name the horse who finished second to Kalaroo in last year's Faretha Stakes. Kev. Kev. Western Empire. Very, very good, Kev. Very good. Two nil. Come on, Cal. I'm still backing you in here. Off the canvas. Off the canvas, Cal. Here we go. Since 2015, Jim Taylor has trained four Lestia Stakes winners. How many of those were ridden by Jason Brown? Callum. Kev. Callum. Callum. What? Uh, I'll go three. Yeah, he's on the board. <laughs> there we go. He's on the board. Well done. Oh, well done. I want, I want that played back. I don't. I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> certain. That was, I'm absolutely certain that was Callum first. So just to, just a recap: Avenida Madero, Jimmy Taylor, and Jason Brown in 2005. Idyllic Prince in 2009 was Jimmy Taylor and Jason Brown, and Magnificio in 2014 was Jim Taylor, Jason Brown. Jimmy Taylor and Famous Roman in 2010, that was written by Sean O'Donnell. So three of the four, you were correct. Callum, two, one. We've got a bit of, we've got a contest. It's back on. All righty. So uh, here we go. KC has raced six times since winning last year's Faritha, uh, Lestia Stakes. How many times has she finished in the placings in those six t- starts? Did I hear Kev? Kev? Yeah. Uh, she fits in the place in zero. Yeah. yeah he's done it. He's done it. Kev's come back to back. Kev's gone back to back. That's a bit of a blight on the competition. <laughs> Three to one. Kev, you are the mastermind. Once again, two in a row. Thank you very much. Callum, I'll, I'll take you for a meal. How's that sound? That's <laughs> like yeah, right. <laughs> Callum's, Callum's done well out of it, I reckon. Yeah. You, can, you can watch all of Barry, Barry's Rabbits replays. It's uh, over, <laughs> over, a, over a nice beer. Uh, Cal, thanks for being a good sport and coming on the 1-1. Apologies, there, there weren't really enough questions in, uh, in your wheelhouse, in your sweet spot, as you said. But, um, yeah, the, uh, they are as they come out. And Kev came out on top. It was a 3-1 victory. He seemed a little bit more composed today, Kev. Leading into the, his final exams at uh, university, so both you guys got a big day ahead of you. Good luck to you, Kev. Congratulations. Good luck with your exams, Callum. Terrific work with your subscription Greyhound service, and uh, I, th- I think I missed that email address. Do you want to run it past the listeners again? Yes, yeah, so it's Buster the Brute at gmail dot com. Buster the Brute, the champion. The champion. Yes, he's uh, going to be living on my couch. I think this week I pick him up. So. Oh really? Oh, he's retired. Yeah. Uh, not retired spelling on my couch at the moment. Um, he may make a return to the, we have master racing, which is for, if you're four and older, so may make a return to that. So. Oh, very good. Very good. Very good. Kel, thanks again. But Kev, you are the mastermind, mate. 
You'll be uh, uni-free next Thursday. Will you be able to come back and try and make it three on the trot? Absolutely. Good man, Kev. Thanks again, Callum. And that is the mastermind. Run and one. Thanks, lads. Kev, got the chockies? (sighs) Yeah, he did. Um, Now, a little bit more... Authoritative, I thought today. Uh, the Dan Steak answer that—that's what I'm, I'm okay with. That was yeah. a tough one. I, I would have got that one wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's time to knock him off his perch and put a big dog in next week. I reckon. Yeah. Let's get serious. We didn't. We didn't we're not far. No, we're doing a few matey matchups. We're not far from going back to L Taylor. I wouldn't have thought if we're going to go down that path. Well, so I think I think those two are. Uh, I think they're best mates. Those two. So. Yeah. Well, Ke- Callum. Lockie uh, would go around a dollar four though. I would. Yeah. I actually wouldn't want to be lucky going into that battle because you're expected it's, it's, to win. It's almost a lose lose situation yeah. for him, isn't he? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Here's Spotty. He's making his uh, his weekly appearance. In the background here at one one HQ, but yeah, Callum listened to the mastermind last week and he's like, "I'm up. I want to take on Kev." So uh, yeah, we got the uh, the Kev and Callum combination. Uh, but yes, if you do want to have a crack at the mastermind, send us a direct message at Twitter at the one one pod on Twitter. Uh, we're always looking for contestants. We usually record between ten a.m. and eleven a.m. on Thursday morning. So the more the merrier, and uh, get someone on next week to try to knock Kieran, Kevin, Evans. Off his perch. And we are back with the uh, second half of the card for Listia Stakes Day. Race five is the Crown Sports Bar Handicap. Over the 1,000 metres, plenty of chances in this race as well. Bradley, doing the markets, doing the form for this event. What did you, uh, how did you summarise things? Was this the hardest race of the day to price? I was a little bit opinionated, but it was... It was the most enjoyable. You like it when those good horses yep. get getting together and take you. It's wildly good for a sixty plus, isn't mm. it? Especially when you um, factor in the the improvement of the uh, the young horses coming back, like Bopping Blue and Forever Autumn. Exactly right. It's um yeah no, this is a market. I when I went to do the market, I just thought I got, I got no real idea here. I'm just looking at your opening market now. You went up three seventy. Our markets were nearly identical with the way you've done. I had to start at double figures. Um, just with the barrier, and I just thought it looked a really tough race to potentially give Bopping Blue, baby. Um, timely outburst ahead start, but yeah, 370 timely outburst is is that the way sort of you're thinking? Did you have it getting across no, Taj Mahal to the breeze? Sort of, you also you have to price on what you think market opinion yeah. bees, or probably yeah. why so short timely outburst, and also that at the star, it's, it's been a, a spree course in the I actually thought so. What did first you what did you come up under double figures for um, in that race? Sorry, in, can you just read out what you oh, had? Okay, so uh, that was under like, doubles, oh, under double figures. Lay price, yeah, uh, seven fifty for a swore, three sixty five timely outburst, five fifty vedette to star, four sixty miss Vasari, five dollars whopping blue. In other words, the darts are all in the similar. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. four sixty miss Vasari is interesting. I, I think, I think she's seven at the moment, but I can see why you've got her so tight. Um, uh, but yeah, good. Good contest. The pattern will be to the fore again. I think I wrote that in my leg up. If you, if they're running on, then you can probably make a case for Vedette to start to swoop. But if they're, if they're not, then it's sort of a timely outburst kind of race, isn't it? Bopping blue as well. <coughs> timely outburst is going to have to sit. It's funny. I mentioned yeah, where we last get? night. It's going to be in the three wide line. That's probably the spot to be. Mm-hmm. Don't know about leading it up <laughs> on a hot tempo, but um, yeah, timely because I, I can't imagine they're going to town with Taj Marley to hand up or. What not? So you'd think um, timely outburst might end up three deep, no cover, which isn't necessarily the end of the world um, after the claim. But, so we've got um, Bop and Blue leading? 
Bobbingly definitely should be late. Yeah, it looks on. looks very charge. Marley comes across hits in the breeze. Yeah, but it's not impossible for timely outburst to find the breeze. Mm. That's that's a chance. I've allowed for timely outburst to probably be deep, and that's the best news for Vedette Star. Yeah, three wide um, line. Yeah, hundred percent and a strong three wide line too. But um, can I ask you gentlemen a question? Mm. Who do you think was a better run last start out of Forest Warren Vedette Star? Forest Warren. Forest Warren. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. definitely Forest Warren. I agree. Was a better run. I think it's just. The Vedetta star, we've got the Spruik on it, so it gets priced according to, to Spruik to some degree. So now uh, Forest Wall got chopped down and then picked up again and sprinted through them. And um, look, I think it's about about eight bucks at the moment, isn't it, or something? Seven seven fifty, yeah. Seven seven fifty at the moment. I um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's probably even the big drifter because it's not as sort of fashionable or spruiky as as the other ones. But um, yeah, no, could, could race. But well, you got. You got so many horses with different form lines. You got, and you, as Brad said, you got the two youngsters fresh. You've got Mr. Sari first up. Uh, you got Timely Outburst first up. There's, if you're coming into this race saying you're confident, it's purely because you know something, or you're Adam Durant. And you think you, like I remember him last campaign saying Blocking Blue is his a special one. Or yeah. Something. yeah. So I mean, and you'll know you're going to be in front, so you know what time you can maybe run. So that's the only way I think you can have confidence in this race. But. Um, Good one to be. Good one to watch. Gonna be interesting to see Bopping Blue coming off four, oh, sorry, three four hundred meter trials leading up, just to see what happens when he cops a bit of pressure in front. Whether mm -hmm. he can absorb that, being young and experienced, or whether it sort of frazzles him and uh, leaves him a little bit vulnerable late. But looks a horse, and I don't think Adam and Pikey would be teaming up against the older horses if they didn't fancy their chances. Uh, Tom the outburst. Go back through her form. She's won four from seven, but. I think she's run second to some pretty notables. So, real charisma. Uh, graceful girl, the spruker. Graceful girl, the spruker. Mm -hmm. So, you imagine that that's more 72 plus 78 plus form, really, moving forward. So, she's landing with the claim 56 and a half first up in that graduation. So, yeah, sort of looks really well, well placed. It just depends how things turn out from a um, position in running map point of view. Miss Vasari first up can, can launch at them late. Vedette Stars obviously got booming finish, but is she going to get too far back from eleven? And will they be running on? It's lots of permutations this race. Any um any other Dan Morton sprinters you remember coming up without a trial and <laughs> i.e. Wilchino and just absolutely blowing them away? Yeah, well, I mean, I think looking and seeing D Morton next to any horse at the moment is a uh, is definitely a positive, and there's no concerns. Mister Sorry didn't really come up on those wet tracks. Mm. I think I think there might be a couple of behind the scenes stuff there as well. Yeah, I think we can yeah. just forget that. But uh, look, if she keeps wobbling out and gets out to eight, nine bucks, she's going to be the bet without doubt. Brad, Brad's price, he went up, was probably pretty close to my price that I marked her at. So um, yeah, I'm content. I, this is one of those races where I just want to see a plunge on something that I'm not, that I, like a timely outburst plunge or something to get belted into $2.50 and we get some prices for the other ones because I don't think anything deserves to start that thin here. Data tells um, you it might start around that price. It does. Yeah. A bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. It's uh, it's very interesting. If if Pete happened to pull out Taj Mahali or something, it changes the race. Like usually, doesn't yeah. it? You just think, well, can I? How much can we have on? But um, no, I reckon one horse right down the bottom as well. I know we've mentioned the majority of them, but pick your battles. Um, it's always been a serious racehorse, but obviously it's scratch got, from today. Yeah, yeah from drew today, wide yeah. today, and uh, it's obviously got a few issues. But that run behind Treasured Star was huge. It's trial versus Vedetta Star was not, not necessarily any worse than Vedetta Stars. Um, but yeah, it's a seven-year-old with nine starts, a lot of issues. But if it tracks Bopping Blue, you got Taj Mahali in the breeze, and say Bopping Blue gives Taj Mahali a, a shake off, it pops out and um, and puts a run in. And whether it's good enough, I don't know. But mm. um, yeah, if it gets out to thirty to one, I'll be on it each way as well. So yeah, might just back the field.
Yeah, I think we've made things a bit murkier. <laughs> I, I I went for Vedette the Star on top in the in the leg up. Thousand meter horse, but again, it'll all be pattern dependent as to what I do um, betting wise. But uh, yeah, fascinating race. I think, as the boys said, a bit of quality here. It's going to be a good form reference moving forward. All right, race number six. Happy fiftieth birthday, Brad Mc. Oh, hang on. Happy fiftieth birthday, <laughs> Jeff Bailey. You want that one? That wasn't bad, was it? Um, happy birthday, Jeff. Um, very interesting, uh, interesting little race here with the return of two. Uh, well, two potential boom horses, I guess, with with Cockney Crew coming off a big trial over Too Close the Sun, um, and then Dom to shoot who. Uh, as I wrote in my little preview, I, it feels a bit rushed to me what they're doing with Dom to shoot here. It's it's trial Monday, trial Monday, a thousand nine fifty race on the Saturday fifteen hundred. It's all a bit. Let's let's get back quickly. Let's see where we're at. Let's I don't know. We're trying to have a ping at this before we go to the one week RJ to the I don't know. I'm not sure because I know it's nom for the the railway and and whatnot. But um, yeah, it all feels a little bit rushed with Dom to shoot. What were your thoughts on the trials, Bradley? Of Mm. Dominic, um, just looking forward to the cake, the 50, 50 candles on the cake. Ah, 50. Yeah. Um, Dominic, so yeah, without gear, but it was without gear. The trial was in a bit of traffic, but it was, you'd say just, just wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, from a class point of view, if you go back through all his form as a three-year-old this time last year, it was sensational. Went to, when I had a Melbourne autumn prep, running a CSA's Australian Guineas and Pikey uh, steered him to victory in the Mornington Guineas and like Terry says, it feel like, feels like they're chasing their tail a little bit with Dom shoot. Maybe there was a, a setback but it doesn't feel like – like he should have been – he should have already had his first up run by yep. now if he was going to – like he went around in the Kingston Town Classic and the WA Guineas mm. last last year. Mm. Uh, you would think that he's an 88 Raider, um, that he's sort of – there's feature races but it's almost like the feature races of – Past him a touch. So, in terms of timing, so goes into a ratings race here with 62 minus two for Lacta coming off two sort of average trials. It's, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind having a look at him first up myself. So, mm. but, um, Cockney Crew, dominant eight and a half length winner, 1200 meter trial on the 28th of October at Belmont. But that's sort of been his MO in his comeback. He just keep continually. Mounts his comeback to racing campaigns and ends they, up, and they wheel out the same article on Chris every time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like pages, different dates, and different whatnot. This this trial did look different to me though. Shaking off too close to sun like that, I, I, I thought that was pretty impressive. So is, is Company Crew just a day to day proposition, or is he just unlucky? Oh, wouldn't you I actually run into Kieran? He started yelling at me on uh, thing. You know, as a joke, yeah. he was a bit uh, a bit fired up. Uh, and it just wins apparently. Uh, they're pretty sure J Dub just wins. Oh, Jay, it's a day J Dub. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, look, even at its Best like 62 and a half first up at 1500 meters. It's a pretty big ask, with Laurentino in the race as well. With Laurentino popping over to the breeze, uh, you'd suspect. Um, you know, you'd have to be Cockney Pete Cockney crew to, to roll. Win. Wouldn't you love to see too close to Sun first that race first to see how it goes? So you could just get a little bit of a that's, guide. <laughs> that's bang on, yeah. It's it's um, yeah, too close to Sun was well, not given the hardest trial by Joey, but he asked for a little bit, and um, yeah, no, didn't give didn't give a huge amount. But so the one thing I was saying, Cockney Cruise is a really nice. You would want to find a race you're going to map well in. There's never going to be a race with no speed whatsoever. 
Well, there is, but rarely. But last uh, last campaign, he got caught up against Trafford Fools and got caught against that's, that's funny, funny as and all yeah. those type of horses, you know. First up, mile last. There's no, there's no pressure here. Laurentino's not beginning that well, so yeah. there's no. Just, and they won't try and take him on. So Laurentino will be very happy just to pop in the breeze, or even if uh, if they don't begin that quickly, they can, or if they go super quickly on Cockney Crew, they can park in behind him. Yeah, get the so, straight, yeah. Mm -hmm, which probably leaves the one I'm pretty keen on, and I'm looking at Brad's opening price. He probably is too. It comfort me probably in a. It's a tougher spot to win from the Braves. I still think he's good enough, though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think this is. Uh... The funny thing is, I marked him the exact same price last start, and I got six bucks. So I'm marking two sixty. I'm taking three twenty here. So this is when I lower investments. I'm not getting as much value, and I'm a little bit more worried about the map. But um... can you stop looking me straight in the eyes when you talk about the early price you got about uh, comfort me? <laughs> well, in saying that though, I, I took what did I take with you seven bucks. We had a little mm. bit of seven bucks. It jumped $6. over six dollars on Betfair. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you see, I I think me and you we judge we judge it a bit differently because I, I always judge it on the what they jump at. I remember after I backed with you, Roman Flirt, a few weeks ago. I took the six bucks as a saver. I like something else in the race. I can't remember what it was. And um, oh, Elementaria. And you were like, oh, like are you about the winner? And I was like, yeah, but it jumped at eleven dollars bet various piece. I feel like I'm back the loser. It's a different way of saying doesn't, it. doesn't help the early figures. No, it doesn't help the early figures. You love your early figures. Does, does, yeah. doesn't help Brad's KPI. Brad loves it. His, his rent depends on it. He'd be the type of bloke that would be happier with, with six overs, none for none, than 10 overs, three for 45, would you? Mm. You'd be an economical mm. bowler, I reckon. I was just a shit bowler. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, can we throw one out, lads? On the back up, down force back 100 metres, just looks oh, – no. you look at mapped horses and you drops the weight. It's just <laughs> – it's going to be on the back of comfort me, I Ooh, think. Are we going to allow this too? Oh, no, down force. <laughs> We're not allowing the name down force anymore, are we? I mean, gee whiz, insane. No, we've just uh, – yeah, no, I've, I've – me and down force, have, we've had enough. We're not going to spend any more time together. Usually when I say that, they bolt in. So, yeah, I reckon it might be smart following up. Tell you what. Comfort me, that first up run behind Secret Plan, uh, excellent, had no luck, Lots, everything went wrong, went to that 1,400 metres, very fast race, and he was dominant. That was a terrific display, uh, well-ridden, aggressively ridden by Mitchell Pateman on that occasion, but geez, he was strong. The time was there. Uh, the only thing that might bring Comfort me unstuck, although he did sort of tough it out, breezing on multiple occasions and still winning last prep, is if... He does get left in the breeze in a really, really oh, no, fast, fast tempo. If, if Cockney Crew exposes him um, with, with sort of that brutal sort of mid-race stuff. But I just think this horse is going places, comfort me. He just looks like he's heading in a really, really positive direction. And um, he's a black type horse for sure for me, comfort oh, me. I, I think reckon he, about four starts ago I was saying he's yeah, a black type horse. Yeah, Radford start. I'm actually upset he hasn't. I reckon this was a railway year for it. Genuinely, I reckon it was a lightweight throw at the stumps railway chance this year. Yeah. Seriously, I know now it's probably one week too late. I almost thought he would have held off this week and gone to the RJ next week. Maybe if it Tried wins, to he might back. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a double, double back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's three weeks in a row. So, um, but fair enough as well. It's you, you can maybe, go through the grades, win a lot maybe, more money. Maybe this Carbon Club, maybe that might be his. Race. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably. Yeah. I don't know. I just I'm of the opinion that it's a, it's a great year to have a throw at the stumps. I think it's it's rating from last week as well it was one of the the better ratings. Yeah. Um, was strong. Yeah, it was strong. very strong. Well, Playing Marika came out and won last year. If you see Mitchie getting was... down for 53 or something, you know he might be a, a proper horse. Yeah. I'm, 
Yeah, pretty keen cover me here. I think he's just a horse yeah. on the way up. I think he's got him covered again. Really surprised yeah. Terry didn't take the chance to trumpet very loudly about his playing Marika declaration. I saw it in there. Yeah, he didn't he gave him the chance. Normally he likes just smacking them through the boundary. Hey, that's oh, okay. There's been too many to remember recently, anyway. To be honest with you, so and we're saving we're saving the best for last again today. By the way, so I do apologise to everyone in the car on the drive back from Northern Cup as well for getting. Um, how long did you have that song stuck in your head? Yeah, I think just on work. repeat, I had. Uh, What's that? Who's well, Vanessa Brown? Well, oh, in the, Vanessa oh, Williams. Saved I was the best carrying for last. About saving comfort me all day about saving the best for last. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I just decided to put Don Repeat for the drive back from Northern Cup. It was a, uh, yeah, it was quite the. Quite the journey. I enjoyed it though. I actually really enjoyed the, the song. I can listen to it multiple times. <laughs> You're right. I'm just very content with it. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing, yeah. all I'll say is before we go from this thing, is I marked Dom Deschutes second favourite and I, I don't want to back it. Yeah. Even if it gets the wobbles out to eight, nine bucks, I, I don't really want to be on. But like this was, and I marked Cockney Crew third favourite. I just struggled to find like what beats it. Like mm. Bad Wolf's going around again. I do like Bradbury Willow Barrier One. I think it gets a yep. softer run. It gets a nice toe. But it, if you compare it to last run to Comfort Me, it's going to need Comfort Me stuck in the breeze and paddling late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to need Comfort Me to come back a pair good. Yeah, uh, which is very yeah. much a possibility if you do get stuck in the breeze on a hot tempo, especially if we, if we get this day where um, you want to be uh, with cover. Don't forget, some days you can't. If, if it plays as it might potentially has been doing with the rail, this spot with the wind as it is. You haven't been able to race with that cover and win horse races. And that's when I wouldn't always mind them if they're right come for me. Dead cold. Just just if you take a snag, get out the back and, and, and whip around them at the five or something. So um, but yeah, all things being equal, it's gonna win lots more races. Come for me. Agreed. Race seven, the first of our features, it's the drum and golf for Stakes for the three year olds, fourteen hundred meter Colts and Geldings. En route to the WA Guineas in two weeks' time. There's been some really, really good horses win the Faritha over the years. Kalaroo. Kalaroo, Red Can Man, the Velvet King, Money Maha, Disposition, won a, uh, won a Faritha. It's been, uh, it's been a good race over the journey and is always a good pointer towards the, uh, towards the WA Guineas. However, this year's edition does feel a little bit on the thin side with the weight of uh, quality seemingly more in the Phillies division in this year's, at this stage of the year anyway, in this year's three-year-old ranks. But uh, we do have a very smart individual heading the market. It's a radar pummeled in betting uh, for the Belgravia Stakes last start. Uh, ended up getting exposed in the three-wide line, uh, launched into the race, hit the front, but then just couldn't withstand the, uh, the finishing, the strong finishing burst of Search and Rocks. She's then gone on and run second in the Burgess Queen on Tuesday. It's a ray day. The, real, the form really peels back after, after this fellow, doesn't it? And um, he does look to have this race at his mercy. What price do you go up? It's a ray day, Brad. Uh, 2.30 by the mm. looks of things. 2.30, yeah. And uh, support. support. Yeah, I think understandable as well. He got backed like that with bloody uh, Arcadia Grace and a few other ones in the race, Searching Rocks and a few other ones in the race. So there's just... I can't see where else a huge amount of money is going to come for here. Um, 210, 205 at the moment. It's a right aim. Yeah. So it's a uh, little bit my price. I'm a dollar ninety, and I probably couldn't have got him um, a huge amount longer than that price. Um, yeah. Not many horses can sort of absorb the pressure or do the work that he did and um, still give a kick. It was Saleh like. Um, I felt like last campaign, mm -hmm. Soleil was doing that work and then accelerate. Not many horses can lead and accelerate mm -hmm. with a dime like that. So um, better horse with cover, I think he'll be as well. But. Um, yeah, should be winning and winning well. Um, I was just more interested in the rest of your market and 
I, I'm pretty what's interested the, in playing some exotics here. What's the speed in this before you get onto that too? Because I feel as though your 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 exotic thing is going to be sort of well, um, it's going to be parallel. It yeah. is, yeah. Well, I, I'm I've got he's gold second favorite or equal second favorite with devoted. Um, and that's on a speed map point of view where they'll roll forward and he's uh, gold's last two runs have been so much better than they read yeah, on huge. paper. Like I. I'm surprised it's out. It's getting out. It's only drifting. I think Brad went up 12, 13 bucks. It's up only 10. 10, yeah. did you? Yeah. And I, I actually I hovered. I considered. I was like, no, chase some patience. Now it's up to 20 or something for the trigger. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it, it's a day where if they, are, um, if they are finding it difficult from the front, because I do think they'll probably go back to going to the top when you've got such a soft map. Um, that you probably don't want to be on, but yeah, how, how will they ride it if, if it is a day where that's what is occurring? Um, but yeah, I think he's gold's been massively missed. I don't can't see how he's doubled the price of a horse like success player who yeah. beat Fields Danish, like, and then it won a maiden before that, just getting over Market Strike, who races pretty shortly. And um, yeah, and then I mean, but the other horse, Stay Safe, won a horribly weak maiden as well. Pale Rider it was 45 days ago, I know it won well, but that was a long time ago. To be half the price of his gold, I don't think his gold deserves to be longer uh, in the market than any mm. of them. So, um, yeah, an exotic race for me. I think it's a Ray Day will win. I think his gold will run a huge race on top three. I think Multinational will run top four. Um, really, I thought Multinational was poor the other day. Uh, did, I love when they snag. What did you see in that that I didn't? Well, fir its first ever run was over the Sprint Journey as well, and yep. they snagged it. Brad snagged it from a wide gate. Um, was beaten a fair way. Beads came out second up, up to the fourteen hundred meters. One comfortably beat Bandelier Rabot, who was in really good nick at the time, put it away, uh, mm. then came out third up over the 1400. Again, ridden, second a, again ridden aggressively, yeah. did all the work from 13. Search and Rocks had its back, and um, yeah, it was under a half length Search and Rocks, uh, which obviously now looks like pretty sharp form. So mm. just think it's going to be um, a better horse ridden on speed. I mean, by the time they were off and going, it was 10, 15 lengths off them the other day. So I need to sort of just sort of plotted to the line. I think some horses need to be ridden in a certain way, and I think Brad Parnell will be aggressive here in multinational, land in the first few. And Do you see I don't think it's got to kill, kill a blow, but yeah. Uh, no. Who you got leading? Oh, I thought oh, maybe a bit biased. I thought his gold would go to the top. Okay. I oh, thought they yeah. might. Um, such, um, I wonder if they'll make an announcement about mm. his gold soon as they No, I don't they, they, they need to. No, well, that's this this is what I want to because he's gold's a leader, but it's been drawing wide in races with a stack of speed. Like actually I reckon if they ping the lids in those runs, they might have gone forward still. Um yeah. I, I don't think that they they have to to make an announcement. I, I reckon they'll at least try and look for a spot a lot close with his gold. But yeah, if you're backing his gold each way here and the track's playing nicely, or you can win and lead, uh, lead and win, um, you definitely want to be leading on his gold, I reckon. Okay. Um, can we talk about Pale Rider? How, how good must you have a horse going to not trial it and put it in a fair ether? Yeah. Like, it's not, it, it can't be there for a look around. Well, Champagne Dane came out and won the, um, won its next two starts uh, and won them pretty well. So the form actually added up out of it. Um, it was probably stiff to be beaten at its previous start, but oh, and yeah. he's already got one in the race, he so can, it's not um, like he had to put it in. Have a yeah, if, if he can, if he wins, he can, he can have my money. Yeah, what do you think of devoted winkers on? Uh, got the round thirty bazoom. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, mm -hmm. draw a barrier, and I'd be. And that's the form race right yeah. now, that, yeah. like numbers wise. Yeah. Hardly ever, and then Ladies of Vamp, uh, Vamp was a few lengths further behind. It came out and won its next start, beating Frigid. It was stiff, by the way. That horse going to win lots of races. I actually you like the way that I mean, I thought the last bit of Devoted was pretty good mm -hmm. in that twelve hundred, and you know the Cerise and White I like when they get fourteen hundred plus, so. mm -hmm. and put the winkers on them. Yeah, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely will like the increasing journey. It's just a barrier, isn't it? Yeah. Draws a nice gate and, and uh, gets the right suck run on Insta Radar. And you never know with the Cerise and White, but for 10, you're going to need a big off pace day and it's a Radar to be leading up the breeze or something like that. I don't know. You're trying to find ways to get a beaten, really. Expecting to see a bit more from Export Man, second up, mm. uh, been a bit of a uh, slow start to his prep. I think. Old SJ Wolf will be looking to have him peaking Guinea's day back on level weights. At the moment, he's really unsuited on the set. Not really unsuited, but we can't really win these races with fifth, with with weight, giving these horses who haven't done it yet. But up to a mile, I think that's the that's the day that old uh, Steve Wolf will have Export Man Cherry Ripe right, ready to go. But looking, for, I want to see him hitting the line anyway. That wasn't. I was, I was trying to decide what I reckoned about that. Yeah. Run. I'm, I'm not. I'm not too sure. But we'll learn a lot here. I yeah. mean, it's a great day, especially if it does play as um as predicting it's a good day to pop out the back and try and get past half the field a lot of these are maiden winners so it's not impossible export man can run into a place here i'm just with this fence sitting late and i'm not i'm not used to this sort of oh no i've already declared your trifecta that's what i'm doing here well the thing is what price are you it's a radio badge uh where are we it's a ray day i was Oh, I was 225. Yeah, so you were 225. Brad's gone up 230. I'm $1.90, so I'm talking. I'm not going to hop in at 210 when I'm $1.90. That's just not uh, – that doesn't excite me all that much. So say it gets backed and then we – yeah, you look to try and get it beaten, which I don't really want to do because I think it'll win. You are right. I'm sitting on the fence very strong. I can feel it now the more I'm talking. But, no, I'm going to uh, – I was, I was $10. It's it's a I was $10. He's gold. What were you? Mm. Seven fifty. Yeah. Eight bucks. Eight bucks. Yeah. I'm going to um, do a straight-out trifecta. It's a radar. He's gold. Multinational for a million dividends. Okay. Yep. Right. I like it. Uh, his gold is definitely worth a play at that price. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. I don't know why I just keep looking at that and not backing it. I'm just like, oh, that's so far above my price, but I feel like I'm just throwing money. I don't know. Anyway. Just rambling now. There's <laughs> a first for everything, BJ. Race eight, the Waroa, Lestia Stakes, group two, wait for age. 1,400 metres last year, KC, Star Exhibit, Gadding, Silver Stream, Perfect Reflection, Blackheart Bark, Magnificio, Lucky Grey. The honour roll is awesome. Honourable. Awesome. There's, uh, it's been a great way for age lead up to the railway stakes historically, and um, we see Regal Power, W Derby winner, Railway Stakes winner, All-Star Mile winner. Did he get back to something like he's heading towards his best? First up in the Northerly Stakes, ran home quickly in a very slowly run affair. Uh, William Pike goes back on, meets all these on better terms under the weight for age scale, and he's gone up favourite on uh, the Bradbent market. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, when I saw your market for this, I reckon you hit the nail Pretty much on the head. Um, you had the price, Regal, power favourite. My question is, do you think it's the same horse? And it doesn't probably have to be the same horse won an all-star mile or a railway, but do you think it's very close to that horse or are we still 30% away or 20% away from being that horse? I don't, but this is probably the best conditions you're going to get. You're gonna, you've got Pike on, you've got the weight switch with all the other runners, mm -hmm. you've got the fitness improvement. Um and it's not going to be the – it's not the field that the uh, Kingston Town is going to be. So if there's a semi-final or the grand final, then this is probably it. Yep. Yeah, I see that very much so. It's – um, yeah. It just yeah, his nagging feeling that he's just not not, he's not been the same the animal. He's he been has through been the through the wars. And he's not four It's a bit like Spotty yeah. getting his bath earlier, wasn't yeah. it? You should have seen the listeners there. There's Spotty had a bit of a bath before because he had some um, some shit dags in his uh, – in his uh, – in his coat, he obviously <laughs> ate something that he shouldn't have eaten, and um, so I got the the bath people around, and um, you yeah, know he wasn't too keen on the 
on the bath. So, geez, where, where am I going? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> losing it. Go back to Regal Power, BJ. Take over. Well, he, he has to have. He has to be an inferior version to the Spotty one. Or the, 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 the one that we saw win the railway and the All Star Mile at four, because of just how much punishment he's taken. He's been across mm. the Nullarbor and back again. He's had setbacks and injuries, and but you just got to try. It's a trust thing, isn't it? Yeah, you got to trust. Well, the team Williams trust William Pike. Bob Peters, but also trust what you saw in the Northerly Stakes and just the way that he let down late. I think he ran the second fastest last 200 of the day, something like that. It was it was just great to see him have that bit of dash back. Yeah, and the market said he was not going to perform to that level. Did you see no. that the late price was upwards Outdoor, of 30, 30 to 1. It was yep. a huge drift. Who was the favourite that one? That was, dance uh, music mastermind. Oh, yeah. So it was a market that sort of – it's funny when you, you go, oh, there was a real hot pop. There wasn't a real – That was the race at Western Empire. Yeah. Scratch so there wasn't a real hot pop in that race. Yeah. I, just, I think dance music just about started favourite. So that type of drift is even more Was it dance music on the road that Massimo, same? And Massimo was that same, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so no, interesting stuff. I, I, I'm three. Well, I initially marked at three fifty. I got out to three eighty after I did a bit of, bit of wiggling. I don't think I wanted to be on, so I, sort yeah. of, I think I moved my market area to, to suit myself a little bit. I, I found this race really settings. hard from a market point of view. I was three seventy regal power. Then I had a bunch of them on like five fifty, sort of seven fifty, mm. trying to, trying to rank them and find a spot for them in my hundred mm. percent. But yeah, it was just there's just a bit of a nagging feeling that this that usually you can, the the weight for age form was sort of. You can sort of bank on it holding up, but I, I don't know. It just feels a little bit sort of wonky. I don't know. Um, but you got to trust dance music to perform. She just she turns up every time, as does Valor Road. They're going to land in the first four, going to give themselves every chance. Then we can look to take on dance music this time, though. Yep. I think last time was its race, a uh, little weight swing negatively, drawn wide, a bit more work early. Um, we can't, it's a race you can't do a speed map for. You, well, don't, know if, you don't know if the Velvet King's going to actually jump yeah. out the gates mm. or not. Can we talk about too close to the sun? Yeah, we just have to watch it go around here. Yeah. Even yeah. at its best at weight for age from the widest gate, that's a hard body ask. So yeah. after an ordinary trial, we just, yeah, if it beats you, it beats you. So I, I, was, I, heard Lin- I heard Lindsay Smith on, on Tab Radio recently after the trial and he wasn't impressed no. at all. And he, I said had gonna, on the- he said we're going to have to do some work um, with this horse at, at home and yep. get it to switch on a bit because he said that, that was a disappointing trial performance. So. We had Joey on the edge before that trial and he said he was very looking forward to it. I think the horse has come back better than last campaign. So mm-hmm. um, maybe it just needed a good solid hit out. Yeah. It be interesting to see. It was my early pick for the for the railway. So, um, But, yeah, I think you just have to take it on on the back of that trial. And you got, you got some really nice horses. You said landing in the first few. Massimo, mm-hmm. I think, would be a better horse with cover Valor Road. Pops in behind him. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be looking to go a little bit left of centre and the horse, it's a bit of a second up specialist. You know, well, Casey didn't come back in the Belmont winter campaign and you mentioned that Regal Power finished really well. Casey ran the quickest last two of the race. Mm-hmm. Um, but Casey before that, her last three first up runs were last year's last year. Uh, the Burgess Queen last year's North Lee, I think, and the yeah. Belmont Guineas. Yeah. They were her last three second up runs and, and she obviously oh, won. Sorry, one. second up, yeah. Yep, and they were, she obviously won all three of them really well. I thought last time she didn't look that impressive in the trial or first up. I thought this time she was really good first up in a pedestrianly run mm. uh, race. And I thought her trial was really, really nice against some good sprinters like plutocracy. Uh, plutocracy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think, again, I'm a lot of these you don't need to pull the trigger on. Not, there's not going to be any money for KC yeah. earlier, I wouldn't have thought. Um, but if they're making ground down the centre of the track, a bit like Poulton Sands earlier in the day, it's one I reckon's going to be worth a ticket at $20 plus is, is KC. So. What about mm. this uh, 
Uh, Dan Morton, he can do no wrong, wrong at the moment. What about this jockey booking for uh, number seven? Tell him we're coming to hoop. Little known hoop by the name the of Jared Noski. What's he doing? He'll have the, the lightweight saddle for the 59 <laughs> too, wouldn't he? Jared <laughs> Noski has dusted the boots off his back. He's got a ride in the group two. And then I is he is he going to ride Rock Magic in the window bottom? Is that the, is oh, that the go? That's a, that's a good call. I reckon he. I think he has to, doesn't he? Yeah. This is this all feels like it's building up towards a, a crescendo in the window bottom stake called Rock Magic. That would be something, wouldn't it? I think, yeah. I think that's why it's, it's got. Like that's the way it's headed, surely. I think again, Clint said something on the lines of he if he went really well for him last week, then Rock Magic was going to be his ride okay. in the winter bottom. Right. Um, just- and his run last week was probably so so, just yeah. in a comparison comparison to Elite Street. So, oh look, I, I reckon knowing that team and knowing how they love a good fairy tale and the fact they're probably going to go into the race at forty to one with Elite Street going around pretty thin and some up and comers like Triple Missile doing battle if they get a start. Um, yeah, I reckon they'll go for the fairy tale. Mm. But wouldn't you? So, yeah, Jared's been breaking in horses, educating horses, training his own horses. So he's sort of – he's uh, got the dual licence now as a trainer jockey. And um, But Dan Morton has uh, thrown him the, the bridle and said, do your best, tell him I'm coming. Uh, racing really well since he's been transferred to, to Dan Morton and stiff in the Northern Cup. Don't know about him at weight for age 1,400 metres, but then he, he, he goes around, he has a pipe open, and then he gets into the railway on the limit. And you, you never know, especially stable in form, but – yeah, I found this a really, really tough edition of the Listeria. Usually it's like a six, seven, eight-horse field. Mm-hmm. You can pick the eyes out of it a little bit, but there's a f- few more sort of variables in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I end up with Massimo on top. I don't know if it's a great race for them to win, to be honest, in terms of a, re-handi- uh, a re-rating that could impact what weight they get in a railway. However, they did pay 150000 for this fellow, and it's a $250,000 race, so it's a nice chunk of money to, to leave on the table. So... Massimo had the bar shoe on when beaten by uni time in the uh, blackout bar and then he was he just got did you, do you reckon the rail was a bit off that day Terry when he led them up and dance music got over the top of him yes, so yeah, I think he was the only horse on the rail that might have figured in the finish for for memory so I the think negative that, is they walked the positive yeah. is the rail was off yes so I think if he drove, drew outside dance yeah. music yeah. and I think if Clint had have let Brad just roll to the yep. front and lead and he sat in the breeze. Roll that lane, reverse. That, that lane would have been the difference in results. So. Yeah. Completely agree. So, yeah, I think he's going really well. And the game genies are flying too. You can see their horses, they're really hitting the line. They're coming off a big double at uh, Ascot on Tuesday. And I think Massimo can uh, find, a, find a spot, first four and running. Uh, Terry seems to think that he's a better horse with cover. If they sort of roll along with a bit of cover, Massimo traveling sweetly, I think he's going to fight out the finish anyway. We haven't mentioned the Velvet King. Oh, he's a, he's a, he's loves a, it. Loves it fresh. Yeah. Ticks a lot of boxes. What about his 400 meter record? It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, so. just about getting out the um getting out the machines. I was I watched yeah. went back and watched the trolls. One of them he missed him in. One yeah. of it he missed it in. So um yeah, obviously Chrissy Parnham's now got that job, not Mitchell Pateman. But um yeah, if he can kick up, if he can kick up and lead and it's not a bad day to be in front. He's always going to be able yeah. to get past away for age. Yeah, 100%. No, so. it's, a, it's a really good race. The fact we're going in $4 the field, it's a um, yeah cracking little race to see who might be second favourite in the railway stakes just about. What do you got, Brad? <laughs> yeah, I had Regal Power on top. I wanted a better price, obviously, than what we but the, um, that'll be interesting. And and if you do get it, do you want it then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't worry about a drift from that yard, surely. Yeah, like, fair point. Yeah, so, I wouldn't so, think yeah. that's an issue. Um, the one I probably want to be on is like each way Road if you get the price. It's mm-hmm. been a very targeted prep and they keep saying the coat's not right, he's still coming good and he hit the line really well last start. So from an each way perspective. Um, yep. And I know there's someone on Twitter that agrees because 
absolutely shit canned the market on the uh, I don't know if you guys saw that on no. Twitter. Oh, it was just some guy go. Oh, oh I didn't say that. Power yeah. too short. Valeroid's the wrong price. Oh, thanks, yeah. for your, thanks for your input, oh, Chad. Good, good yeah. to see you're uh, you're paying attention to everyone on Twitter as well. That's good. We can get we can get under your skin. I'm just learning. Well, you're too, yeah, you're yeah, not just I already knew that. that. Yeah. But usually Velvet King's the money horse every start. So it'd be interesting to see if it comes um, hard for the Velvet King this time again. Mm, Velaroad is, uh, he's just quality, isn't he? You just know what you're going to get from him and and uh, seems to really enjoy the these, the combination there with Brad Ruwillo as well. But you're right, this dance music in Massimo sort of left him off the bridle chasing and then when he got to, got to business late, I think he closed – Plays really well, got to within yeah. a length on the line. So, yeah, you, I can see where you're going there with Brad. What, what price Valor Road? Uh, yeah, I'd like if I could get $8 each way, that'll probably be my play. Very good. All right. Who are you with, Beach? Massimo. Massimo, Valor Road, KC. All right. All right. Bradley, what's it time for? I have to get out stakes. How do you spell that? I don't have a dictionary on that. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to cook it. <laughs> Uh, is, that, is that a pun? Uh, I wish I did. Are you actually pulling your phone out to spell it to get I, the dictionary out? No, no. Oh. I think he's pulling his phone out to have a, uh, have a punch. But I'll, I'll help him out. It's S T E A K S B J. And who's it proudly brought to us by? Proudly brought to us by Market City Meats, the extremely popular get out steaks. Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Drop in and see Timmy Hewitt and his team. They are the best in the business. So uh, out there at the Canningvale Markets, Market City Meets, and they will take care of you 100%. Congratulations to our one episode 100 winner, Darren Johnston. Darren had temptation to win by 0.69 lengths, and he was closest to the official 0.64 length. That was a blanket go, actually, and Darren came out on top. Congratulations, mate. Hopefully you've been out there to collect off uh, Timmy Hewitt and you're enjoying your Gourmet beef package from Market City Meats. Now, to enter this week's edition of the Get Out Stakes, race nine at Ascot on Listeria Stakes Day, send us a tweet at the 1 1 pod. Let us know who wins the Get Out Stakes, race nine, and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Terry, we can never forget the Sam White rule, can we? Uh, the Figazi first past the post. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, Sam White came and said good day. Met a couple of his mates, Luke Knight and um, and the boys there. They came and said hello and uh, um, congratulated us on our uh, milestone last Saturday. It was good to see all the boys up and about finding a few winners. And uh, yeah, and so let's, uh, speaking of finding a few winners, let's uh, try to get out if we need to. Hopefully we don't have to. All right, let's get started on race nine. The Amelia Park Handicap, 1,200 metres, ratings 66 plus. It's good to see, full field of 16. Pace the starter in the get out stakes. Our guest, Brad McManus, let's throw him under the bus to uh, to lead the analysis on the get out stakes. What have we got? Oof, we've got uh, Puli and Universal Pleasure going forward, probably Solarise Handy and... Um Really not sure after that. Surely, Terry, there's a some sort of three-wide line here. You'd think with 16 there would be boomtastic. Yeah. Uh, rolls forward. Starfield impact um, jumped really well and went forward last time out. Um, they'll ride Shantor Cold um, from the Awkward Alley, I think you'll find. Jared Noski on board. A couple mm. of nice little rides to come back with. The old uh, tell them we're coming Shantor double before he wins the winter bottom on Rock Magic. Um, 
but yeah, I think the biggest thing I took, while there wasn't a huge amount of speed, is I don't reckon the speed's crash hot. I don't think it's all that good. And the fact we're later in the day, it tends to be easier to make ground. Mm. Uh, the wind would have kicked up, so I looked for a horse off speed, narrowed it down to Angelic Miss, the Figazi, Bright Diamond, found the Figazi. And bet accordingly. And well, trying to bet accordingly at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. I think so. Um, that were the three you found. Well, that were just the three off pace obvious runners here. Yeah. And so a couple what, what, of others. What did you price them? Uh, the Fugazi three sixty. Uh, Bright Diamond and um, Angelic Miss six fifty a pop. So um, I think just there's some bubbles. Is that we take a long time for the market to catch up with it? Maybe they're not quite as good as we think, or. What not in Bright Diamond's uh, trial? Uh, Western Empire, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't. When did I say that? You, you and Pete were, were strong on it last. Well, last just because it was fit, yeah, and it, well, and it drifted out the door, so we got it bang on. No, I you, can you, you, you said he beat Flash to Caddy. In his defence, yeah. it only won by nine lengths these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have seen a lot of these that start considerably shorter, yes. the Cerise and White Runners, and, um, yeah, betting against them. Can be a and well, Brad's taking it on. You went up five bucks or something. You went up um, a big price, Brad Diamond, compared to the current quote mm, at least. Mm. Um, it's obviously shortened, which is. What'd you go up, Brad? Sorry? Uh, for, yeah, five dollars, Brad Diamond. It has to be queries. It was it was an okay run last start. Yeah, I'm I sure it was just a sort of battle. Just battled to the line, and as after a month when its trial was pretty ordinary, I thought. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think. Look, I think she's a she's a nice enough horse. I just think the market overrates her a little bit, mm. um, and I'd. I think the Fugazi's going better, very simply. I think if you look at the Fugazi's run against Graceful Girls, chopped out in the straight and still got home into second. And then next time they, they walked um, when Paul Lee was a late scratching mm. after what happened there? Was there a barrier malfunction? Yeah, if I, it was a false start. Yeah, barrier malfunction. False and I, Sean McGrady couldn't pull him up, which yeah. is understandable considering the type of horse he is. Yeah. Yeah, Dicky Turpin. Mm. Um, and yeah, then the Fugazi's. So last on a race, they've gone, what, they go seven or eight lengths slower than bench to the turn and um, flooded home to run um, in a dead heat with Hot, Hot Z, Z, who yeah. should have been kicking and going close, as soon as they got it so soft from the breeze. So mm. the only two horses that beat him home that day, a magical dream, who I did definitely knock hard, um, and <laughs> Secret Plan, who was huge. Um, so the three horses that have beat him home, a graceful girl, magical dream, and Secret Plan, his run's probably been the run of the race. Just about in both occasions. So, yeah, I think Barrier 12 is ideal. He went super Bradarilla first up. Um, he should have field position on Angelic Miss, and I think he's better than Bright Diamond. No concern he might be looking for the 1,400. I reckon they're there. keeping into the sprint. So I looked at this as well. I think they're keeping into the sprint journey on purpose, mm. um, and I quite like that, actually. They've come in a little bit targeted. The stables in form. Um, I like everything about this. So We're going to need the ride from Barrier 12. Yeah. We get cluttered away. and. Bright diamonds off and going. Angelic Miss gets a circle on you. Then you're in a bit of strife. But um, yeah, I just knew I was going to get the price as well. And I'm I'm pretty keen. I'm really confident. Actually, it's my best of the day comfortably. Very good. Uh, I just thought this was a typical Pike Peters setup. Bright diamond um, comes out of that Wilchino race. Fifty-seven nine eight for the thousand there, um, floating along on on the fence. Nice little platform run leading into the second up twelve hundred meter uh, assignment from seven. He's going to She's going to have field position on um, some of her main rivals, i.e. the Fugazi and Angelic Miss. So they're going to have to come from behind her uh, to beat her, which they, uh, on their at their best form, they're capable of doing. Look back at her winter form when she was a dollar ninety, dollar eighty, two dollars. She's run into probably should have beaten Pooley, uh, ran into Comfort Me, and then ran into uh, Flying the Spruker. 
So uh, even though she's been beaten, she hasn't been beaten by uh, poor horses. So uh, the she has been she has burnt plenty of people along the way. Bright Diamond. <laughs> I'm talking uh, like someone who's been burnt. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, no, don't get me wrong, me too. But um, never misplaced in three runs, and I just think you just know what you're going to get from her. She's going to loom and she's going to hit the front, and just going to be d- depending on how strong she is to withstand the finishes of the Fagazzi and. Uh, angelic miss so they're they're the three i agree 100 with terry it just to, to, to is bright diamond does she have the quality to let go and hold hold them off late or will she get swamped like she has done in the past so i think sometimes with bright diamond william pike has maybe um been like when she's sort of bounced around and tried to ride her a bit closer than maybe she likes to be ridden so from seven from he, seven yeah. he can he can sort of land that Midfieldish without actually mm. asking her mm. to do anything early, uh, and then he can sort of just work into the race as as Pike typically does: three wide, peel, uh, roll off the Ascot camber, and give a good kick. So uh, we'll see what she's made of on Saturday. This is set up for her if she's if she's if she's the horse. I think she's. I think she can hold those horses off. If not, then she might just be a bit below my expectations. Mm-hmm. Bradley, I'll be um, looking for horses at. <laughs> Probably aren't good enough, but we'll be getting cheap runs just behind mm. the pace and maybe cutting through the inside. Who are they? Uh, two of those being Solarize and State Attorney. Mm. Just a rough. I'll need a better price. Solarize, um, State Attorney already. That's that's enough. I think it's going much better than um, big last maybe the numbers. In, I, I, thought four, it was, no, I thought it? it was a massive run. Mm. Yeah. So just um, they, they'll you know they bunch up. Was it the race was track. never on the track? Yeah. 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 Didn't think it had any right to finish as close as it did. Yeah. So I'm um, hoping they can just sneak through on the inside and be something to cheer for. I'd do solar eyes for third, actually, in my mm. little little words. I um, I don't think it'll run third, to be honest with you. I think I just had a fill in it as last couple in Kalgoorlie. I wanted to, uh, to good, mention that. How good's it going? Brett, Brett uh, Drury's flying. Yeah. Well. He's doing really well. It's beaten some thin ones down there. Yeah. But, like, it's Smack over it. on the turn. Like, yeah. it's just like Clint had to go earlier than he wanted to because it was just travelling that well. I remember um, solar eyes was a bit of a jump and runner earlier. Now it's a sort of land third, fourth, fifth, conserve and dash. So. Yeah. Got a bit more depth to it. It's just a, it's a shame it's coming to town on uh, during this time of the year. Yeah, because it's so hard to kill. You can get some ordinary sixty-six pluses six months ago or three months ago. You know, we're coming to town, and this probably isn't as deep as sixty-six plus. But you're still talking. You got Shan Talk, um, Angelic Miss. If you've still got some like real even universal with universal with pleasure is going to be a chance. Absolutely, isn't she? On yep. top, up on top Absolutely. of the speed, like consistent, tough. Uh, low weight, um, drawn well, second to Angelic Miss last start. You'd imagine she comes forward from a fitness point of view. So, yeah. Um, um, are we assuming CJP's chosen solar ops? Yeah, I looked at that actually. I think so. Well, what were the other options? Gunmetal Grey. Was the Fugazi an option or have I? No, I don't mm-hmm. think so. I reckon um, that because Brad Willow rode the Fugazi first up. So my assumption was, and they like to, I've noticed with that camp, is they usually stick with the same jockey through a prep if they can. They like to be very loyal and very bit of continuity. So I'm presuming um, he's going back. Surely he has an opted for that. Surely he hasn't opted for them. It's gone that well. He might have, uh, yeah, I don't know. You never know about the connections people have within the industry mm-hmm. and who's mm-hmm. mates with who and whatnot. But, uh, what weight did the Fugazi have last start? That might have been why CJP wrote it and Brad didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. 55 yeah. it had last start. So, uh, yeah. so maybe, and also, you know, they, they probably don't mind Brad Willer 
heavyweight rider with the less dead weight in the saddle and the 58 kgs for the Fugazi. So. Stable to follow at the moment. <laughs> yeah, they are flying, the uh, the Ganjimi brothers. So uh, for mine, Bright Diamond, I can see exactly where Terry's coming from, the Fugazi. Uh, Brad? Uh, just playing wide. Speculating. Playing wide. Yep. Love a good speculation, don't you, Radley? <laughs> give, give a uh, get-out-stakes tip and margin, Brad. Uh, I think it's one of his up. I won't need a margin. State, <laughs> state attorney, quarter of a length. Oh, he's, he's done it. Quarter of a length. Wow. 0.25. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, un- that would have been unacceptable. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think BJ wanted his two decimal points, Brad. What about you, Terry? The Fugazi? Uh, the Fugazi, one point for two lengths. Oh, very good. I'll go bright, dumb, and clean your iron by point. 0.22 of length. Oh. Okay. All right. That brings our preview to a close. We'll come back with our best bets, our maddies, and our laser of the day. Back for the finishing stages on episode 101, Lestia Stakes Day. Terry Layton, actually, our guest, Brad McManus, what is your Betfair best betting proposition of the day? Or, um, we'll go out in, a, in my first and last appearance, go out in a blaze of glory and don't go a little doublet. You'll be back. Pure devotion. I could do very good. Pure devotion into comfort me at about the seven dollar fifty mark. They both. I like that. Look, the winners. I like it when there's a bit of value in the uh, in the best. Yeah, they both should be winning. Hope you're right. <laughs> Hope you're right. Hope we get out to the price on Betfair. Bj. Betfair best for me. Comfort me. At, at the current odds, three. I think that's uh, that's a good price. I, I reckon it's going to have a two in front of it on uh, Saturday. Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm. We're just discussing. I can't see where the money comes from. Um, I'll go here. The biggest value in the day, I think, is um, in the last, the Fugazi. Um, yeah, the Fugazi, my best. I don't even know if the – I think it's seven bucks at the moment. I, who knows? Could be better. I think I think that'll be best price. I'm not sure. Be touch and go. Brad's a value hunter. Mm. Maddie's right up his alley. So we're looking at $21, 20 to 1 plus – what can you uh, can you throw a bone? You've been in good nick with your roughies yeah, lately. Even if they haven't all been winning, they've all been running far better than their SP. Um, yeah, so this is this is where you need to listen closely. These backhanded compliments are getting you nowhere. <laughs> uh, we um, we've got three, but uh, you've got one of them, Beach. So I'll let you have that one. We're going with uh, Downforce, and we're also going with State Attorney. Wow. Okay, Downforce and State Attorney. You're gonna have a good day on the punt, Beach. <laughs> my man, he, my man is he's gold, as we discussed in the Faritha Stakes preview. Marked him ten dollars, and you did as well. I think he's currently twenty one, twenty three dollars. He's gold. Uh, it's going to be tough to beat the fave, but if uh, the fave doesn't turn up for whatever reason, he's gold is as good a chance as any. I think. Exactly mm. right. Yeah. yeah. Bang on. Um, yeah, like he's gold too. But uh, I'll go with uh, in the other feature race eight KC. Um, I'll definitely be having a bet. Just going to make sure they're making ground first. But uh, she runs her best races second up, and think she's going well. Uh Let's try and try and get one beat. Our mm. lay of the day. I found it very challenging. Um, yeah, I'm genuinely battling to find her because I want to find one at a short price. Just I'll go with advanced in race number two. I think uh what were the other two runners? Not secret and Ponyo. Ponyo, yeah. They'll dominate it. So I'll take on the Cerise and White at around four bucks advanced. That was more I was looking at a couple of nah, Cerise That's and why White's I got one. in first. No, I was looking at a couple of Cerise <laughs> and White's one and I'll, I'll go with advanced as well. From ten's gonna get back if it's can get back. Run on and get past those two horses, then uh, fair play. Well done. Tip we'll of that. Cop, we'll cop it. Yeah, Brad Mack. Happy to lay timely outburst at about the 3.30 mark. I think it's, it might be a um, data thing why it's so short, but 
there's a lot of potential and a lot of ability in that race. So, yeah, Cashaw is going to earn his uh, riding fee on Tommy Upverse, I think. So um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. So, uh, advance for Terry and myself and Brad Mack is uh, Tommy Upverse in race five of the day. That brings the Steer Stakes Day to a close, Terry.